This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 562 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by the Eventing Riders Association of North America. The Eventing Radio Show crew is out and about gathering intel for upcoming episodes, so sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece from 2018. This week we have Hallie Kuhn talking about Poe and her summer adventure, and we have super groom Emma Ford talking about winter care with clipping, blanketing, and winter feeding. This is Max Corcoran in beautiful, sunny, next to perfect unbelievableness in sunny, gorgeous Ocala, Florida. And this is Joe and Max. You've just said it all because it is perfect here. And you are listening to the Eventing Radio Show. Well, Max, now that you're back here and so people great. are arriving and it's so amazing and I, I'm sure everybody gets sick of us going on and on. About <laughs> this, but but what, has, what has happened, listeners, is that everybody else in the rest of the world in the Northern Hemisphere are starting to get cold and we are now in oh. our absolute perfect weather. It is, uh, it's 82, which is uh, 28 degrees, no humidity at all, nice cool breeze, completely sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and that is the, just the beginning of our winter, yeah. which is um, the yeah. end of our fall, which yeah. is just absolutely unbelievable, and especially as we've had such a long, hot, wet, summer. humid summer yeah. down here. Yeah. Um, we're all very, very excited, aren't we, yeah. Max? Oh, it's just, it's perfection. It doesn't get too cold at night. The horses are out at night. They're happy. Everybody's just happy. Just, I mean, it is dark in the morning though, Joe. It's still pretty dark, but it is, it is something else. It is, it is it's beautiful. Yeah, it is dark and we've got the Rocking Horse uh, ah, yes. show coming up this year. And it's one of those strange ones, which you go to and you arrive and it's still dark and it only just gets light by the time you get on yeah. and ride to the dressage. Okay. And it's the one day of the year that that happens because daylight savings kicks in the following um, day. Yeah. This, you get to gain uh, an hour of sleep. Mm, this Sunday. Yeah. Um, but they were going to keep daylight saving all year round in Florida, Max. That's what we, what we thought really? was going to happen, but it didn't. Yeah, what? but it didn't end up getting through the through the government or the Senate or the whatever it is. I'm not right. quite sure who has to vote. Oh, probably know, but the state, every, yeah. 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 But everybody, well, that's what they wanted down here. They wanted to keep daylight saving all year round, which would have meant dark mornings for us, but a little bit more to do in the afternoons. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what people think about that. I just didn't really want a whole winter of dark being dark and the well we, we get got to get up every weekend don't that's we? Go a, yeah that's the doors. thing too is that we're off we're just we're, we're we do most of our crap in the morning don't we just to get it light and get yeah. get the day going yeah yeah it'll be, be tough so it's a bit rough yeah but so yeah. that yep so clocks change um on the weekend and we are starting to get ready for our big event of the year which is the ojc ocala jockey club i think we have 100 as of yesterday morning we had 125 entries which is great there are 60 in the one star and 35 in the two star and 13 in both the cci and the cic three star each and i think there probably will be more because i don't think my horses are on the list yet so um, (laughs) So yeah, that's good, and uh, uh, interesting to see. There's a good split in in the CCI and the CIC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, but I think a lot yeah. of people, because Fair Hill is a is a very tough three star, and it's this is actually a 
a very nice, it's, you know, it'd be competitive, but it, it won't be as difficult as Fair Hill three star. So it's, um, it's nice to have a ne- another option for these horses. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, yeah. It won't. Who knows what it will be? It might not be as difficult. Um, the ground's going to be a bit more forgiving, and the weather certainly right. will be a lot more forgiving. But it is the first year, and it can go sometimes goes to both either way on the first year. You know, they yes. d- don't necessarily make it horrendously hard when you're first putting on your first one. Uh, right. But it's a new course, and some people aren't very good at riding new courses. So, <laughs> we'll, so you know, we'll just have to we'll have to see see how that happens exactly uh, exactly yeah 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 and for so everybody yeah, for ex- yeah we got an ocala if anybody here is in ocala next wednesday on the 7th mardanza is having a schooling jumping show to raise money for the liz cochran grooms award that we tried to give to a groom it's given to a, a groom every year um, that's a member of the of the eventing riders association of north america and um it's a five thousand dollar prize um, which is wow. pretty freaking awesome. It's pretty life changing for us. Um, and, uh, we're just trying to keep the, the award going. Liz was a friggin' amazing groom that, um, worked for Abigail Lufkin and, um, she was just an incredible human and, and died of cancer. Um, God, she was early forties, way too early. Um, but so the award is in her memory and, uh, we're trying to raise some money. So, um, Mardanza, if you go on Facebook and look under Mardanza farm or, I think I have it under my Max Corcoran horse health, uh, horse care uh, website as well. I think a lot of people have put it up uh, around. It's um, I think it's oh, I might, I'm probably going to get the pricing wrong, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But I, they've got everything from novice straight up through advanced, um, and it's really nice. Worldly Martin footing, and it's beautiful jumps. And Chris Bernard, who is the course designer at Jockey Club, is course designing. So everybody, just show up, write a big check, feel good about yourselves. It's the time of giving. Yeah. <laughs> it well, it's getting close yeah. to that time of giving, but yeah, yeah. it's a really, it's a, it's a really really good cause. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. And Joe, how about how about let's talk about someone from the other side of the world? How about Winks? Oh my goodness! Oh my what? goodness! Well, first of all, I think she's probably now got to be the greatest racehorse that's ever gone on a track in history yeah. in the world yeah, ever. Um, this, um, to our listeners who do don't know who Winks is, Winks is a, is a seven year old mare. She has won 29 races, consecutive races on the trot, 10 group one races, um, four Cox plates, um, and it, which is weight for age. And so obviously, you know, they get more, more weight as they get older oh, and, wow. and things. Yeah. Um, and really just, I mean, I don't know the whole stats, uh, Max, but every now and then I've watched a few of her races and sort of out of nowhere, she just comes yeah, flying. She's, she's sort of yeah. second to last coming around the last, she, they, they, she's way in the back, way in the back, way in the back, comes around that turn, starts to make her move and she gets down that stretch and is like a bolt of lightning, just yeah. like cruises um, on and wins by two to three lengths every time. Yeah. 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 She's Unbelievable. Just, she's ridiculous. So, so yeah, listeners, yeah. check it out. Google it. W I N X Winks. She is she, she's amazing. Just absolutely amazing. She did a um she did a uh, um a gallop at um in New Zealand. I think my brother was there. I haven't even spoken to him about it, but um, um 
you know, they they sort of just did a one of those ones where you what's it called? <laughs> I can't even remember the word, Max. <laughs> um, like an exhibition or a exhibition gallop. There you go. Yeah. Exhibition gallop is what she did. So I think they all got to go. But she's now become one of the greatest racehorses of all time. More fa- well, one more than any horse ever. Uh, more horse, more races on the trot. Bit more than Farlap, um, Frankel, any of those good horses. Yeah. You know, um, makes a triple crown winner look like a pup, really. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> it's just you yeah. know to try and put it in perspective. Um, so it is, it is really amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure you can see them on YouTube and stuff. But if you want to see an out and out absolute champion, um, have a look at her. W I N X. So, Max, and how I was, was at, uh, um, how was Chad Hill Chad, this weekend? You know, it was good. Yeah. Um, it was good. Well, it was good and bad. I mean, I I missed a jump. Oh, I missed no. I missed a jump on Little Buccaneer, and he was having his first advanced. And luckily, it was really close to the end of the course. Oh, wow. And I only had like three jumps to go, and they let me show jump the next day and things like that. But yeah. I was kind of a bit annoyed with myself and i can imagine you know everybody was smiling and saying oh well these things happen but i could sort of read between the lines i wasn't the most <laughs> but it was my birthday so they didn't get oh, after me too much um but was it your first no, time was, around or your second time around it was first max okay, don't worry because if it was your second no. time around i was really gonna have to have a moment i know yeah so yeah unfortunately it happens and all you've got to look on the bright side and say well at least it, at least it happened before the jockey club and That's you true. know that you didn't it so but it was good because um chat hills put on an advanced class last minute well not last minute but you know sort of it wasn't advertised oh, the calendar yeah, the calendar. yeah. Uh, they put it on because the riders asked for it because when you if you have a bit of a look through the calendar it's not really set up for people that want to go to the Ocala Jockey Club. Uh, no, it's there is not a, right now. Yep. There is a really good run at Stable View. Um, but for us people that are down in the south, um, Stable View caught me out a little bit this time. It was my first big run back, and it was kind of – I probably needed one before that, before I went. Um, so um, – so, yeah, I mean, down in the south now, they're, they're starting to put a few more advanced on for us. I think there might be an advanced at the Ocala next year as well. I'm not That's, quite sure. Yep, but I it's think just, that was the word. Yep. Yeah, it's just really cool because it just gives it gives us a slot who suffer the summer down here, um, some, <laughs> you know, some something more to do. And we don't right. have to travel so far to get our runs in and do things if we're getting ready for the jockey club and what it will do is um is give us so much more scope you yeah, know with absolutely there's Bear hill and there's the jockey club and if you ever find yourself in a situation where you've got three or four three star horses which seems unbelievable here but it happens in england all the yeah, time yeah all the time um, it gives you the scope to be able to go and then you'll be able to choose which ones you want to do. And Jockey Club's fantastic because it's got the CIC three-star. And so if you lost a little bit of fitness and you just wanted to do the CIC, you can still do that. And, you know, right. so, but yeah, no, it was great. Chat Hills is fantastic. Um, footing was absolutely unbelievable. Um, oh, good. Yeah, quite a lot of rain. Well, unbelievable, except if you ask my working student, Lindsay Kerrigan, who was riding an old Sanskrit, who went round a corner and he slipped over, which was Aww. a bit. He's, but he's barefoot. 
Yeah. And um, so green and so young that she she got up and said, well, I'm not allowed to carry on. And I was screaming, get back on, get back on. <laughs> and the, the TD came up, Wayne Coles, and said, well, you can carry on. So she got back on and only had eight, eight time faults. And oh, he was perfect. Wow. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, so, yeah, no, the footing was absolutely fantastic and the courses were brilliant and it was just run over the two days. It was all fast and furious. I was That's finished nice by cross, yep. finished get, dress get in, cross country by 11.30 on the first day and then we just show jumped the horses and we jumped in the trailer and we headed home. Perfect. So, yeah, no, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, I can't remember who won everything. Probably Tammy Smith again. Yes, she did. She won the yeah. she won the, um, the the advanced class. I'm not quite sure about yeah. all the rest. Won some preliminary, but, maybe a training. She just she's greedy. She just keeps winning stuff. Well, yeah. hogging blue ribbons. Not very nice. <laughs> so, yeah. so no, it was great. It was great. It was really really good. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said before, we got rocking horse coming up this weekend, and then we have a weekend off, and then it's the jockey club. So, yeah. Bring it. Cool. There's a lot of people down here, Max, now. Have you noticed I know. That? My goodness. I mean, it's suddenly, you know, it was went from being um, kind of quiet to uh, to the rest of the world already arriving for, for this. Yeah. It, I don't yeah. know if it's for, for it this event or if it's, uh, yeah, people are pretty happy to be down here. But this is the best time of year to be down here. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are moving, uh, coming down here. People are coming earlier because there's more events and, and more to do, I suppose. We had the pop show uh, two weekends ago, which um, we all dressed up in, in fancy dress and things, and there was 200 entries in a yeah. schooling show. Yes. So, like that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on, and there's been some great horse sales. Um, with the phone's been ringing, people wanting to come in to look Love at horses. It. So, yeah, so we're all – it's great. So. Good. Hopefully it'll go all flat out and then quiet down for Christmas and yeah. a little break before. Well, it's nice it that we don't have that Jan- that early January horse trials anymore. That it's now like it's it's the second week, but it's still at least it's not the first or it's the third week technically, I guess. But it's not the first or second week because I feel like when we used to have those horse trials, sort of the fifth and sixth of January, it just whoa, just never let you. You just never got to let no, down, did you? No, you yeah. didn't. And yeah. um, so I've got already got my ski trip to Colorado booked mix. I'm I'm out there. I'm like <laughs> going nice. I'm gonna be away That's from awesome. my horses for a week or two. So yeah, absolutely anyway. Yeah. Well Max, we probably should get on with our show. Uh, we've got um, quite a bit to get through. But first we'll have a listen to our sponsor at Bit of Britain. Jen here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm here with Cassie from Bit of Britain for this week's Product of the Week. Well, Jen, today we're talking about the latest in fine bridal work from Nunfiner. There are two new offerings available, the Verona Bridal and the Florence Bridal. Continuing the tradition of the Bellissimo collection, these bridles are crafted from rich and supple Italian leather with attention to detail that is second to none. Both bridles have fancy-stitched brow bands and nose bands in the wider style that is currently popular in the show ring. Each bridle features an inlaid padded crown for the horse's comfort, as well as a softly padded brow band and nose band. These bridles are the complete package with matching raised and fancy-stitched laced hook stud reins, all in dark Havana leather. The Florence bridle features a regular buckle nose band, while the Verona bridle has a crank nose band. 
And don't forget to follow Bit of Britain on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and type in Bit of Britain. And for those who are spelling challenged, it's B-R-I-T-A-I-N. Thanks a bunch, Cassie. Joining us now is uh, Hallie Coon. Hi, Hallie. How's it going? Hi, Joe. Hi, Max. Good. How are you? Yeah, we are great. We are great. Hallie, you've had a um, – we last talked to you oh, back in, I think, April, <laughs> and um, you were sort of making noises about heading off to Bramham, and since then a whole lot of stuff has happened. Um, you've been to you, – you went out to England, and you've stayed there forever, and you've just done your four-star at Poe. So tell us a little bit about um, – that a whole journey in your summer oh wow well um yeah so i headed over to england i think we left on may 1st um i flew with the horses and uh i was set up at rodney powell's yard before houghton and bramham and um houghton rolled around and it was you know my first competition overseas and uh it was a team nation's cup team made up of caroline martin Catherine coleman and i and um and that was absolutely phenomenal. It was sort of obviously my first team experience, and and um, I didn't I didn't know how I'd react. I didn't know how the horse would react and under pressure. And um, it ended up being our first FOD at at the FEI level at the three star level at least. Um, and we ended up clinching that silver medal, which was really exciting. Yeah. Um. So after that, you know, we we headed on to Bramham and and. Dressage in the cross country was brilliant. She absolutely flew around and and had a great clear uh, clear cross country. And then, unfortunately, on the on the last day, the pounding had had sort of made an abscess emerge that we didn't really know was in there, obviously. And um, so we weren't able to jump. And I sort of you know took a step back and and decided that I'd come all this way and it's not exactly the note that I wanted to go home on. So I decided to scrape ourselves together and, and, uh, and go after, you know, something bigger in the fall so we could actually go home and say we accomplished something. Um, so from there we decided to pack up and, and head over to Richard Sheen's in Ireland. Um, as he's one of the very few people I, I knew quite well over there. And um, and he and his crew really helped me prepare for the next uh, CIC three star that I did, which was at Kilgaiki, um, which got me qualified for Poe. Um, so from there, I, I called up Liz Halliday and um, decided to to head over there and and have her sort of help me prepare for for Poe, um, doing Mill Street and Little Downham along the way, and and you know it's just been a really really great experience being able to work alongside her. But, um, you know, the tricky bit this summer has been having to really stay in the country and, and keep this horse going and also fly back home and keep the other FBI horses going because yeah. you know, there's no one else to do that. And, and they have to keep moving forward as well. Um, I couldn't just abandon them. So it's been a lot of air miles and a lot of sleeps, uh, a lot of nights lacking in sleep. And, um, I'm just sort of appalled that we're actually at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It goes by. You're like, oh, when is this going to end? And then you're like, wait, wait, it's over. Yeah, it's over. I know. I can't believe it. But culminating at Poe, it was it was just a really wonderful experience. I know it's sort of unheard of for someone my age doing their first four star to do it abroad. And um, 
and honestly, I wouldn't have had it really any other way. It was just such an amazing experience. Um, we ended up heading down, catching a ride with fellow eventer um, Tom Crisp, who rides for Great Britain. And, you know, there were nine of us in the lorry and two horses. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was a big two. His family has two kids. And honestly, it couldn't have been a better time. And, um, yeah, no, just absolutely incredible experience. Um, but, you yeah, know, Poe itself was pretty amazing in itself. It's, I love that show. I, Joe and I were there last yeah, year. I love that show. We do. Max, Max and I love it. Don't we, yeah, Max? We do. Yeah. Uh, all the, yeah, the muscles and the bread. Oh, the muscles, yes. The wine and the, oh, so good. <laughs> Weather was good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a bit cold. Chilly. It was, well, it was really cold, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it sort of worked in our favor in a way. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, so it's just, um, I, I thought it was a really exciting competition for, for me and the horse because obviously it was my first four star and, and dressage hasn't been our strong suit. It's historically been our weakest phase. And um, you went amazing. That was great. I was working really hard in it. I thought we might be capable of something, but I, I hadn't thought we were capable of a 29 and a personal best. So I was pretty thrilled with that. And then the cross country looks like you rode quite smart on the cross country because your your mare looks like she maybe got a little bit tired coming out of the race course, and and you made some smart decisions to maybe just take an, some extra time to get home with a clear round. Yeah, yeah, she was really really game, and she tried her heart out for me, but sort of landed off the ditch and brush at around minute just after minute seven, I believe, and and she just started landing a bit flat and and not really moving across the distances as much and so I sort of made some quick adjustments and and ended up getting her getting her home you know around a minute over the time um which you know at at the moment I was a bit disappointed with but looking back on it I mean she could have she could have hit so much more of a wall and she could have stopped trying but she never stopped trying for a minute and I was really really thrilled with her yeah mares do that they just keep Mm -hmm. fighting for you they're so groovy yeah yeah yeah, and where is she now? Is she heading home, or what? What's she up to? Uh, yeah, we uh, we shipped out from Chaley Stud, which is Lethality's base here in the UK. Um, the horse is shipped out at around five thirty a.m. So oh wow, oh so right. she's traveling with Liz's horses to to yes. America, right? I got gotcha. you, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And then and so she's having a holiday, and then and then is the plan to hopefully take her to Kentucky. Um, you know, fingers crossed. I don't want to say anything too soon, but hopefully, um, we might be able to head to badminton. Oh, wow. Uh, I, that's, you know, that's my goal. Uh, She's qualified now. You have to be top half of a four star or top third of a three star, I believe. And so she's qualified now from Poe and, and, um, honestly, that would be my first choice because I would love to do that and then, and then end up staying here in the UK after afterwards. So you've been, you've obviously really enjoyed your time over there and been getting a lot out of that. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like even in the short time and being back and forth so much, I know I haven't gotten all that much training or anything in like that. But um, but the bar here is just is raised so much. You know, competing against William Fox Pitt and and Chris Burton and all these people every day. You know, it's it's a whole different story than in the U S and it just really rubs off on you. Um, as you can see from, you know, the quality of the dressage scores and et cetera, it's really, really interesting to see. And I'm not really 
ready to give that up yet. <laughs> good. That's yeah. good. Wow. And then so and 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 you head back here and and we'll be here be here in beautiful sunny as we Joe and I say beautiful sunny gorgeous Ocala, Florida. Yes, mm. I, uh, <laughs> I'm in Ireland for the night, and then tomorrow I head back home so I can um, run the horses that are going to the jockey club in um, in the rocking horse this weekend. So no rest for the wicked. From Poe to rocking horse. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, isn't it? You go to someplace big and you come back to your old staple. It's actually probably pretty nice to come back to someplace you know really well and feel comfortable. You know, it takes a little bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I am looking forward to it. It's been yeah. it's been such a stressful summer, and I'm looking forward to sort of settling back into a real routine because that's something that's been really lacking. And and um, you know, the horses here. Uh, really deserve the priority as well and they're really really quality horses for the future so I'm really looking forward to getting back on them and chugging along very good awesome yeah. well Hallie thank you thank you for joining us again and finally getting on to you've, you've worked so extra hard to get onto the line with us listeners you have to know that we've been trying to call Hallie from because she is in Europe and probably getting quite late there and we just had to run through a lot of hoops but it was great when we finally got to hear her voice yeah, we will, no, uh, and we will both will see for sure at the jockey club. And um, Joe, you'll probably see her this weekend at. Uh, I'm going to see. Ha- I'm going to see Hallie on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. so I know. Be, be back down to little old rocking horse. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Very excited. Which, exactly. which I'm, well, I'm excited actually because um, because it's, I've got a bunch of lovely young horses and things and stuff and it's great it's just i don't know i like it yeah so hopefully anyway get, Hallie, yeah, yeah go on hopefully i don't get bucked off after one day of riding my horses before <laughs> yeah well there is that there yeah. is that there is, that yeah. does happen wouldn't that just be fit <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. it would be exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh god very good right. very good yeah. Well, safe travels home and hopefully your horses all the horses get here safely as well and um and we will see you soon Ah, great. Thank you so much. And thanks, thanks for having me. Okay. okay. Thanks, Hallie. Right. Thanks, Hallie. Bye. The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. And joining us now is a very dear old friend of mine who is an expert on winter care. Welcome to the show, Emma Ford. Thank you very much for having me, Matt. How's yeah, it going? so it's good. I mean, and how's it going for you? You've just you've just arrived home fresh from Poe over the weekend. Yes, yes, not quite the outcome we were hoping for, but no. happy to say that rider and horse are going to be fine. So um, you got to be thankful for that. Exactly, and we because we both know that it's happened. It doesn't always happen that way. So yes, indeed, it's um, a bummer. But as long as everybody's 
fine and ready to fight another day. That is true. But um, uh, 2 a.m. coming home is uh, it's always, <laughs> always fun. <laughs> it's the glamour part of our job, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Emma, um, it's starting to get cold up there. It's starting to get cold in lots of parts of the world and the countries. Um, talk, we're going to let's talk a little bit about clipping and blanketing and all that kind of stuff of what these guys, what, what do people need to know when it comes? Let's, we'll start with clipping. Let's talk, let's talk about that. And, um, and then that can lead into the, to the, uh, blanketing. Um, what, what are some of the biggest problems that happen with people clipping their horses and, and what's, what are ways to fix that? Um, I think the, Number one issue or the questions I get asked most are um, when should I clip? Why should I clip? Um, And I think people need to take into consideration their own individual um, needs and what they're doing during the day. So what one horse might do in Florida is and might need clipping is very different to a horse that's in Massachusetts doing the same thing. Um, And I think that's very important. And also sort of looking forward to over the next couple of months, um, what is the horse's turnout situation? Does it have to live out at night? Does it live out 24-7? Does it get to come in the barn at night and only go out during the day? Um, So there's a lot of factors to consider before you actually decide to clip your horse. Don't just, um, you know, if you're in Massachusetts, you're not going to clip your horse out completely if it lives out overnight. You obviously need to have some protection on that horse um, when it comes to his legs and his face. Um, so those are definitely the important questions to ask yourself. Um, and talk us through a little you, bit the different types of clipping. I mean, you can, there's the full body clip and trace clips and sort of all types of things that you can adjust to your horse, isn't there? Yeah. And my advice to anybody is, you know, if it's your first time, uh, always remove less hair than more hair because you can always <laughs> take it off, but it takes a while to grow back. Um, so, you know, if you decide if you are someone that maybe lives up north and maybe rides four, only four times a week or five times a week, you know, you only may need to do a trace clip, which um, takes out the belly and the neck, sort of the areas they get sweaty. But then at the same time, it's nice, um, you know, it keeps their backs warm. You don't have to change the blanket so much. Um, but, you know, if you're going Florida for the winter and, you know, maybe you do indoor or, or shows, you know, jumper shows and all the rest of it, you might decide that you need to fully clip your horse so that he is easier to take care of um and you know they cool out a lot quicker yeah and then you know with one thing um and then you know for actually doing your clipping i mean what what is it better to you know do you think it's better to hire someone to do it for you if you're not sure how to do (laughs) it and working around the horses with clippers and all that kind of stuff if you've got a horse you don't know very well um Oh, where do you start? That's such a wide angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you are a first-time clipper, then um, two pieces of advice. Do not do it by yourself. Always have someone around. And uh, number two, make sure um, you give yourself plenty of time. It's not a situation you want to rush. And really read up or go to a seminar. Um, It's something I cover a lot in our clinics of how to introduce clipping to your horse in you know, you always want to, I always try and approach any horse the first time is, you know, as if I have no idea how it's going to react because you just don't know in the situation. Um, if if you don't have time and you are someone that is, you know, you've got a busy schedule, then there are obviously professionals out there that are happy to come in and can do a very good job and 
probably in a quarter of the time that it actually takes you. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously that's, that's your, your choice. You might, a lot of people, because they only have one horse, they just maybe don't want to buy the clippers needed, you know, do for body clipping and I'd rather have someone come in once a year and just do it, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Right. Right. And so and, go ahead, Joe. I've got a question. And my question is legs or no legs? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. If, every, if I could have a dollar for every time I've been asked that. <laughs> yes. Um, again, it you, comes you, to me. You, say, you give me your opinion, and then I'm going to tell okay. you mine. All right? Okay. 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 Well, number one, I'm going to say it's a very gray area. <laughs> uh, number two, I am... Someone that my upper level horses that go south always get their legs taken off um, for aesthetic re- reasons. Um, I like them to have the look of being clipped out. Um, if you are someone um, and has the time to take care of the horse properly and thoroughly dry their legs, um, leaving their legs on is not necessary. You know, it's not a bad thing. But you can't be, you've, you've got to absolutely make sure you are towel drying their legs um, before you put away. Having long hair on damp legs is what causes a lot of the scratches issues that we see during the winter months. Um, so, and then again, it comes down to, is your horse turned out overnight in, minor, you know, below freezing weather or not? So do you want protection for them um, when they're outside or is your horse, you know, in at night and just goes out during the day when it's a bit warmer? So... I'm not going to give you any black and white answers, basically. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, so, so when I lived in England, uh, eventers were legs on, and uh, yep. we clip from we clip from the from the top of the legs upwards. Uh, always leave a saddle patch on, um, and I think. Um, and someone please ask answer that question. Why do we leave a saddle patch on? I think it's supposed to protect the skin. I don't know. I don't know, because it is an area that actually, you know, in the winter when it's really dry and everything and the saddle pad can rub on it and cause some rubs and the hair can go away. But at the same time, I've also had it where it doesn't dry completely and it's caused uh, sores. Yeah, but that wouldn't happen to you, Max. Max It wouldn't happen to Max because she'd make sure it was dried and carried. (laughs) Right, but I'm not always the person putting my horses away. That's the problem. And Emma can vouch for that too because it just sometimes somebody else is riding the horses or you're having a day off and you come in the next day and you're like, God damn it. Well, I mean, for me, clipped out legs looked fantastic, but they're a lot more work. And I know it's something that is done in show jumpers and stuff. It's for horses that stay in stables more that aren't getting uh, wet but are then thoroughly dried afterwards. Um, I think for horses that are being turned out at night in Florida, for instance, um, the legs can stay on and it just makes the horse a little bit easier to look after. Um, And that's just, you know, going from there. I'll tell you one little story. I yeah. actually don't mind yeah. sometimes if you clip the first time you clip everything off because the fur gets so bloody thick and everything. And then maybe the yeah. second time yeah. you can leave it, depending on the level your horses are going. And that way, at least well, you, I, yeah. it's hard to manage a leg. If you got that really heavy woolly bit and your, your horse has got a bump on it, it's like it's kind of hard to see. Uh, that's absolutely right, Max. And yeah. I think that um, 
It a little bit depends on the horse. We we had yeah. one horse in training that was uh, more Irish. It was an Irish draft cross, but trying to be an eventer, of which he did very well. He went yeah. up to two star. He was fantastic, but. In the wintertime, um, people, I got laughed out of the place if I left his legs on, okay, because he <laughs> yeah. looked lonely, lonely without his cart. So we had to take the legs off him um, yeah. because otherwise it was just crazy. But, yeah, no, I think it's probably – it's a bit I of personal preference. I think the key preference. is it's individual. Yes. It's individual. You know, you, you have to know how much care you can take. And, yeah. And if you have the time to – take proper care of it or whether it's going to be more efficient for you to leave them on you know I really right. do think it comes down to individual I've got one horse I cannot clip the legs on like I've done it twice and he's broken out both times and I re- so I don't do it now yeah um, yeah you know, and he's an intermediate horse so yeah you know That's I just you learn you learn from doing it the first time <laughs> <laughs> then you really yeah. learn the second well, time <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going to share one little experience that I've had which was we were heading from England to Portugal to go to a event and the horses had been clipped and my groom said, I really want to take the legs off. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And she did it just like a couple of days before we traveled. Now, Ooh. what happened was once we got down there into the warmth and the heat and the sand, all those little nicks and cuts and bits and pieces just that exploded. are microscopic and you don't you don't see when you're clipping, um, they they cause like you know some infection and some nasty little things so i think that one bit of advice i would give that if people are coming down from the north the north part of america or the or are heading towards the sun and the sand and you you really want to clip the horse's legs do it in a, in a timely way do it a couple of weeks beforehand so that the horse has got that time to you know you don't even know that these little nicks are there they don't know they're there and so time before you come down to the warmth and you know save yourself that trouble yeah 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 that's definitely good advice definitely so you had to uh just clipping before competitions you know don't do it the day before competition no god just in case the horse has a reaction or something, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, we've, I've had that. You probably have gotten that same panic phone call from a student's my horse is broken out in hives and we leave for Kentucky tomorrow. What should, <laughs> what can I put on them? I'm like, well, okay. Well, here, all right. Hey, well, ladies, here's one. On my first trip to badminton when I was a very small boy, 1992, we got there and a lot of people were doing the dressage and going back to the stables and clipping the horses. Yeah. Explain that one. Max, I'm leaving that is, to you. Is it, well, I think it's because <laughs> I mean, what I'm going to say is probably I'd let Max do that, okay, yeah. because she's so awesome well, I think, okay, at clipping. I think basically – oh, God, no, I'm a terrible clipper. I just I, – I happened to get really lucky clipping your horse last year at Poe. Oh, um, right. <laughs> um, I think sometimes it um, with the weather forecast, you sort of – you're not completely convinced that it's going to be that warm. And sometimes, too – um, horses, you know, not unlike our dear Clippy, um, it might actually like a bit more fur on them when they're going to do their dressage and not have yeah. the cold skin straight up their butts um, yep. come time for, you know, when it comes time to do your dressage. And so then, but it's going to be a bit warm. So you take that coat off. And then sometimes you have a horse that's maybe doesn't sweat very well. Maybe you've got a horse that um, is a bit of a heavier type that ne- needs all the help it can get to get through the next day. So there, I mean, it is 
it would not be my favorite thing to do. Um, but sometimes you need to do it. And, you know, again, then I would never, I never would clip legs on that type of a thing on that situation. Something you try to avoid, I would think, um, wouldn't you? I mean, not to try to do something at the show. Yeah, I, I'm complete with you, Max. I, I yeah. try very hard not to be in a situation where you feel you need to be clipping them at a show. Um, yeah. So, and and I, I do know people do do that over here because they feel, yeah, I, I completely agree that some riders feel their horses are going to be more more um, fidgety if if, if they cl- they're clipped. And but really, in the end of the day. Harsh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean. End of the day. At the yeah. room, I would never recommend it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Emma, favorite favorite. If you if someone was calling you to ask you about buying clippers, what's what's a good um, what's a good pair of clippers? A good universal thing that people can uh, type that you can buy. My go-to clippers now are called the Andes Pulse ZRs. Um, they are cordless. And, um, you can change the blade on them. So you could put, uh, um, like I like to clip with a T84 blade, right? um, but I can put any blade on there. I want, you can have a 10 wide, you can put on your, um, forties to do, you know, muzzles and ears, if that's what you want to do. Um, cordless to me is, I, I, it, it sped my clipping up probably at least by half an hour. Yeah. Do they, do they um, not overheat? They stay pretty, they stay pretty cool. They stay, they stay cool as long as you're on top of oiling them. And yeah. um, the good thing are they've got the um, lithium battery. So when they start to lose charge, they don't actually lose power. There's a light that tells you they start to lose uh, charge. I got you. So you don't um, get that light. They, like, don't oh, lose, yeah. they just cut yeah. out. They don't actually lose power as you go, which is a very obviously a very important thing. Yeah. Um, they will last two hours. So for me, that's if I am full body clipping, that's good. I can get most horses done in two hours. Yeah. Um, however, obviously, if you are a slower clipper, then, you know, that might not be a chart, you know, might not be something you right. want to pick. But I, I cannot talk enough about them. Like whenever yeah. people ask, I'm like, you get these, it covers everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Do they have a, ver- do they have a variable speed? They do. They're actually five speed. Wow. Right. Cause, cause yeah. that's, that's a, that was a game changer for me when I first came over here. I, I hadn't seen variable speed clippers and I think it's a really cool thing to have, especially if you're introducing clipping to a horse, you can put it on low and just quietly get them going. And then once they're used to it, you can turn it up like full bore and, and, you know, really get into it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And also, you know, the, for the different types of coats you have, like sometimes you want to slow down and, you know, have a bit more talk so i mean it's it's real like like i say for me they just they work with every horse i have um they're great they they run quiet anyway so if you do have a slightly nervous horse you know you, you can um they're just Connor, the days of those with. big gigantic things you need to lift weights to friggin use yeah. and all the hair <laughs> yeah. blowing in your face and you know yeah, contact yeah exactly and... none of that none of that so oh. um they are a blessing i've still got, a pair, a, I've still got a pair of those max oh. yeah they're oh, yeah, they're but, but, <laughs> but oh my god, you finish and I'm like, God, why does my arm hurt so bad? You know, like, oh right, yeah. these damn <laughs> just like, god, oh, your arm hurts and your hands are shaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I, I actually, if someone gave me a set of those oysters or sunbeams now, I would probably not be able to clip a horse. 
Like <laughs> I just I'm so used to the lightweight well, ones. So... I'd look at them and be like, oh hell. <laughs> yeah, they were they were definitely designed by a man because uh, my hand could never really really properly get around it. Right, you know? right. Well, and I yeah. think you know, I'm like, oh well, I'll put some sheep with these now. But you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, and sheep, I should say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what are your tips you have if, if you're going to go clip your horse? So you always want to obviously want a clean horse, um, you know, that yes, type of I think, um, you know, that is number one. And even if it is in the dead of winter, you do have, and you know, maybe you do not have a warm wash, wash, you know, hot water yeah. available, but you could still heat up some water and, you know, like hot do a towel and, session with a hot yeah. towel and, I actually like to use um, a product called Shapley's um, number one oil and I put it in a bucket of hot water, like maybe two tea, uh, say, let's say half a, half a um, cup full, quarter of a cup full, okay. put it in hot water, towel them and really towel it in. And it leaves a nice, uh, it leaves a clean coat, but it leaves a bit of a slick coat. So it actually helps the clippers to move or the blades say, to move yeah, through the coat. Be, yeah. And um, so it's definitely, you know, just just because you don't have hot, you know, hot water for a bath or whatever, there's yeah. definitely options you can use. But if you know, ultimately, you yeah. always want to be washing and your horses. Do you like to um, tell them when you're done too? Yeah, I, if, again, if I don't have, I will actually wash, you know, properly bathe them after right. a clip and use um, apple cider vinegar as a rinse right. to um, make sure I pick up all the grease. Right. And um, how, how bring much out of shine. that? How much of that do you use? Oh God, there's no scientific. Um, yeah, you I'm, just sort no, of no, no, but is it is it a bit in a bucket or is it just or is some on a rag? I mean, what? no, no. Let's um, say you've got a, a five gallon bucket. I'd probably put in couple big gloves. Uh, four four cupfuls, should we say? Yeah, four oh, up right. to five gallon bucket, yeah. something like that. That stuff yeah. is magic. And uh, yeah. So, no, I love love me some uh, apple cider vinegar. Uh, yeah, smell like potato chips. <laughs> and I think the key there, too, is, you know, make sure it's the organic kind. I think a lot of people go out and buy your cheap Walmart brand, and um, that actually doesn't have any – you actually need the enzymes from the apple that help the skin. Right. Um, so make sure – you need to go out and buy the good variety. Yes, it's a bit, you know, more expensive, but – you, you get yeah, what you pay for. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Organic yes. Apple yes. And you can put it in a spray <laughs> bottle too. If you've got one that gets hivey, you can put it in a spray bottle and spray it straight on them. Yeah. It's good. And uh, plenty out there this time of year for Halloween. Yeah. So. No kidding. <laughs> and then, so with the clipping, because this is something that always makes me a little frustrated when you see people that have clipped their horses, but then they don't put any clothes back on them. <laughs> and I've always said, if, you, if you're wearing a jacket, your horse should be too. Yes. Yes. That's, Sort of my rule of thumb um, is what I tell everybody. I'm like, if you're in five layers, then your horse probably needs at least two to three layers. Yeah, exactly. Um, They do get to move around, but there's so many different um, things that, you know, factors that go into blanketing the horses. And I I think one of the big things, that's one of the things that people talk about too, legs or no legs, is like, does an unclipped horse actually need a blanket? Um. You know, I am a believer in that it doesn't need, like, you know, obviously horses have been around for God knows how many years and they've survived. Um, And I actually don't believe in putting blankets on fully unclipped horses. Now then, if you have a thoroughbred up in Massachusetts and it doesn't grow a warm coat, coat, then you might want to go. But one one of my pet peeves is people under that situation, they'll go out and buy a lightweight sheet. 
Right. And you'll be, and that drives me insane because ultimately all that is doing is flattening the coat and yes. yeah, um, not yeah, providing yeah. any warmth. So right. if if you are in that situation, you need to at least go to a 400 gram blanket, 500 gram blanket yeah. um, with some sort of fill that traps the air to keep them warm. So, right. um, you know, yeah. 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 I mean, if the it's, sheet, a, you just know, the sheet yeah. makes them more cold. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that drives me insane. No, I totally um, completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, there are obviously so many blanket choices out there with, you know, in different um, money ranges, like you, you really do have a good pick and, um, but no, having a cold horse, I think is, yeah. I hate seeing them when their coat's standing on end because they're so cold. <laughs> yeah. And I think also two people forget like your horses are getting turned out. They're like, oh, well, they're moving around. But if, if there's rain or wind or something and they don't have any shelter, that's a big difference, isn't it? I mean, that can really drop their body temperatures down. Yes. And they need to, you know, under those circumstances, you know, um, again, again, you know, leaving half their faces on, don't be clipping all their faces. So they've got their own natural protection, leaving their legs on and then, um, you know, making sure they've got good access to roughage, either hay or, you know, some sort of roughage so that they're always, their insides are always keep creating energy Moving. to them warm yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it is tough. I mean, sometimes people clip, oh, he's just, he's just had a trace clip. He, you know, he doesn't need a blanket. My wolf, that's their belly and their neck, and that's where they stay warm. <laughs> Granted, they probably don't I think need one of as my... much of a blanket, but yeah. yes, they still need one. Yeah, and the other thing I sort of find funny is, like, people nowadays will go and buy a heavy without a neck, and I'll be like, well, if you're What's... using a heavy, how about you have the neck anyway? <laughs> I know. I, I believe that <laughs> like, the necks on those rugs really do keep them, because the heat yes. can't trap out of them. And Yeah. It's, yes. That's my, my feeling. No, I like those yeah. ones that have got the neck attached yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like the Especially one the on one that's blanket. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. you don't have to uh, have to they don't fall off as much and get caught on the fence as much, you know. All the like the big long one piece ones. Yeah. The ones yeah. I used to use. No. Yeah. Because then they're less yeah. less to tear apart and um yeah. And then, you know, if so if someone was trying to, you know, wanting to you know, someone's just bought their first horse and they're going to ride it all year and they want a set of rugs. What would you suggest people to get? Oh, well, you won't hear me um, say anything but horsewear blankets, the Rambo right. series. Right. Um, I, I ought to be salesperson for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think the quality of their blankets lasts for a lifetime. I mean, I can honestly say I'm still using blankets that were here 10 years ago at Phil's yeah. Barn. Um, and then the fit, they're so easy to fit to multiple types of horses. Um, and they are, you know, they are super tough. And then, um, if you are a one person type horse and you, you know, um, they do a great range where you can add the layers. So you're only buying one blanket, but it might have three different layers. Uh, right. Um, so, you know, and you can always wash the underlayer. So there's always a clean layer next to your horse. So they just have so many options to um you know if you you know according to your price range and it and size of horse and fit of course so um to me i i just wouldn't recommend any other <laughs> yeah exactly yeah really yeah, yeah, yeah. worth going yeah you know again you get what you pay for <laughs> exactly absolutely absolutely um and um okay and then because you and i have this same passion about this what is your biggest blanketing pet peeve <laughs> Are we on about the leg straps? Yes. Makes me nuts <laughs> when people don't do them up. 
Oh, it's it's so unsafe. And, um, you know, one of the reasons I love the Rambo is because they don't have leg straps. Right. Yeah. Anybody that has blankets with leg straps, it just drives me insane. And I always tell the story of a working student didn't do the leg straps up and she threw a blanket on whilst I was holding it for a vet. And the leg straps got caught in the fan and the fan was spinning because of the wind. And obviously, needless to say, it was a disaster. The horse ran me over, ran the bed over. And um, it takes. It takes less than five seconds to do it back up. Like well, that. and how many yeah. times have we thrown the blanket over and the leg strap hits you in the head? Yeah. Or well, exactly. And you've done it up in the front. <laughs> right. Or so, you do but, it and you're standing on it and you can't get the leg strap. Yeah. What uh, is the correct crazy. way to do up the leg straps when the rug is on? Back to the same. I do it back to the same side. Always. And, and then crisscross them. And, and, and looped, and looped yeah. through. That's yeah. how I do it. Oh, we've had yeah. a few I mean, people I, that, I don't that think it, to me, go from, with Max. I prefer that way, um, but if you prefer the other way, fine. But as long as they're, they've got to be crossed, don't just do them back to the same side and not cross them in the middle. That's no, they've got to be back, back, back. That's how we were taught in New Zealand, back to yeah. the same side and loop through between the legs, yeah. okay? And yeah. then you undo them and then you do them back up so you don't get hit in the head when you throw yeah. it back. Yeah. Oh. Just one of those things. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 101, Max. I know. Okay. It's just one of those things. Emma says it. I'm like, yes, thank you. Emma agrees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen to Emma. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. All right. So here's another thing. When this Now we're getting to this time of year when the weather's, you know, everything's getting colder. Their water buckets are getting colder. And um, this time of year, we start to see a couple of colics, don't we? some impaction colics and stuff. What's a, what are really good um, tips for some people that maybe their horses aren't getting outdoors enough, moving around enough to make sure these guys are drinking enough water and keeping healthy. Um, One of, well, a couple of things I like to try and impart on people is um, anytime it's below 35 degrees, um, I actually always wet all my grain. Um, I make it a bit of a warm, um, not quite a soup, but a bit of a mash for them to get more water into them. Um, and then also, if um, unfortunately, we have all the magic water is here. But during the really cold season, I'll give them all, all a warm bucket of water um, last thing at night to try and get a lot of horses will drink warm water. You know, better Versus than cold. cold yeah. Make sure they I get more water. Horses in. get brain freezes. You know, like we do. I always wonder. I'm like, right. oh, God, yeah. I mean, that would be so right. yeah. yeah. And um, and then, you know, you can also, you could wet hay if they're happy to wet hay. You could soak some hay and get a little bit more water into them that way. Um, and I, for my tricky ones that I know don't drink much water, I'll actually put a handful of like sweet feed into a bucket of warm water. And uh, if they're good eaters, they'll be happy to slurp down a whole bucket of water. <laughs> yeah, and they do. And it actually does work, doesn't it? I mean, that actually works yeah. quite well. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, so, it's and it's definitely something to keep an eye on, isn't it? Because that it it really can. It you know again the winter months everything everything slows down. Well, it's exactly. kind of like and, when there's a, a cold snap, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it's when it, it's when you go from normal to cold. Yeah. And sud- and suddenly right. the horses you know, and it catches you unawares and it can happen to, you know, the people that know and stuff, but the people that don't know, but basically the, the rule is horses get cold. They stop drinking water if yeah. it, they get cold quickly. And so that's what you've got to be aware of, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Always, always be looking ahead. You know, looking ahead at the weather. What's it doing? Don't be caught out by not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then also saying that too. I mean, I, I know you guys. You when you're in Aiken, the grass goes pretty quickly. And here, and us in Florida, even though we got grass growing, a lot of times that is not necessarily enough forage and roughage for these horses. That you know, you may need to add hay to the paddocks to. For them to get any oh, kind of, of nutrition, um, you know, the yeah. hay, the grass just loses its nutrition. It may still be there, but you got nothing. It's just right. sort of right. air that they're chewing on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm someone I, you know, not, I, I probably do waste hay. Like I want them to have hay in front of them 24 seven. Right. Um, I'm not someone that is like, well, they can have one plate now, one plate at right. lunch and two plates, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, your big fatty month. ones for sure is one thing. But again, uh, these guys right. are, are are working and, and burning calories. And yeah. Yeah. I don't tend to restrict their hay. And if I do have a picky eater, then I'll, you know, maybe I'll go to alpha hay and, you know, just try and get whatever forage I can into them. Yeah. Because that does, it fuels their, fuels the fire. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we we use those big Tifton rolls, actually, and we have found that they have been fantastic because they are coarse enough to provide fibre and enough to, for the horses to chew on and things like that. You know, for, this is out in the paddocks. I know I've been bringing them inside. But, yeah. like, you know, once once in the big pastures, once the, the grass goes properly off, you know, you can put out these these large rolls. And then we've got the ones that, that's for some of the real good doers, you know. And then some, for some of the other ones, we put out those, you know, those those very large um, alpha alpha Timothy or Timothy Orchard or something, you know, those massive big ones. Yeah. Um, put the, put those out into the paddock, you know, because it's no, it's just a lot easier than taking flakes of hay out every day, you know. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It seems to, it yeah. seems to work well. Yeah. I mean, hay is an expensive commodity down here in Florida, and so we've got to be a little bit, um, you know, yeah, just, fit, just a little bit frugal, I guess, yes. <laughs> about, about how we feed it. I wouldn't yeah. say frugal, maybe uh, just wise. Well, yeah, yeah. I was trying to. So. This, the wrong word came out, Max. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I was like, don't don't ever really think that Joe's cheap. He's just being wise. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just... That's what I'm saying. I was trying to. I'm just trying to help you out there. That's all good. So, um, listeners, if you guys, Emma is and her um, Emma has written a book with her friend Cat um, Hill, and they do clinics all over the country. Um, Emma, tell people where they can a find your book and b look for your clinics. Um, well, the book is uh, well class grooming. So that's uh, easy. Just go online and you can pretty much find it anywhere. Um, and actually, if people want a signed copy for Christmas, they can email me and I will get them that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and how do they get and how yeah. do they find you? <laughs> and the easiest way to find us is www.worldclassgrooming.com. And um, you, there's a contact page and you can just email us and me and Kat will uh, answer you as quick as we can. And yet we are uh, cats just actually come back from their clinic in Texas. And um, I'm uh, doing a clinic in Massachusetts next week. So uh, we're, we're getting a little busy with it, actually. <laughs> That's good. Exactly. And this is this is something that I have been so passionate about is for people to have this education of people, because a lot of people are learning how to rod later in life. And a lot of the instructors are instructing and not teaching people how to take care of their horses. So these clinics teach you guys about a little bit of everything and it, they're fantastic so um everybody that has been to one has really enjoyed it so 
check it out. And uh, and I mean, you do a series also in Aiken too, don't you? Over the you're going to do one this winter. Am I am I talking ahead of myself, or it's something you did maybe at home and uh, maybe a once a week type thing? Um, so this past summer, I tried out uh, doing like a mini series, um, and uh, through July, just every Monday, I had a group of people come, and we did three hours. And I actually went out, it worked out really well. And um, I am hoping to do, I probably won't do the, I did four, you know, a full month's worth, but um, I am hoping to get a couple done in Aiken and I might be in Wellington for a bit. So maybe I can come to a calendar and do something. Yeah, that'd be good. And, and with that information, people would find that again on your, on your world class grooming website. Yes. Perfect. That's the easiest way to look up what we're doing. Super. Excellent. Well, Emma, we're going to let you go and get some sleep and all that kind of good stuff and, and get back onto the correct time zone because it's probably getting pretty late for you, my friend. And, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming and talking to us and uh, helping everybody out and teaching everybody a little something. Uh, not a problem. I always enjoy helping where I can. Well, Max, that's very interesting, all that rugging and clipping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff to know about. And again, like people that look after their own horses, a lot of people now are, you know, they didn't grow up in a barn like the rest of us. They are learning and there's people are just too busy to teach people. And that's tough too. So that was good just to think about. It's good stuff to think about. And for parents, you know, when the kid says, I need a blanket, you know, it's like, actually they do. Yeah. 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 Well, my dad taught me how to clip. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And, well, he was a champion shearer, believe it or not, Max. Was he? Oh, yes. I think I knew that. I think I did yes. know that. Yes. And that's yeah, a yeah. lot of work. Yes. He was a, a, hand, a blade shearer. He holds a world record. Unbelievable. Now, he taught me how to clip, and I said, well, how's your clipping, Dad? When I was quite young, he said, I'm fast, but I'm rough. and he was but anyway no but he he was the one that showed me the ins and outs of it and how to go against the grain and do bits and pieces and and that sort of thing you know so yeah you got to learn yes exactly Um, is a really really good skill to have and i think the only thing that we missed is if you want to learn just get someone in that knows what they're doing and can teach you because with time and patience it's a really good skill yeah absolutely Absolutely. Well, Max, anyway, it has got to that time where we yeah. need to run back out into the sunshine. So oh, you, We need a little bit more vitamin D. A little yes. bit more vitamin D. Yes, and indeed. if you could uh, do the end of the show, that would be yes. fantastic. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Eventing Writers Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about Eventing Writers Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search The Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to The Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with a free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe by iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. This is Max, and you can find me on Facebook, Max Corcoran Horse Care. You can find me... Where else can you find me? You can find me on Twitter at MMC338 and on Instagram at MMC338. But I haven't put any pictures up in a while. i got to do that. And uh, you can find me on my blog, Max Corcoran WordPress, and you can find me sunning myself in this glorious sunshine. <laughs> well, this is Joe, and you can find me on my website, JoeMeyerEventing.com. 
You can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can follow me on Twitter, Joe Meyer, E-V-N-T-R, and Joe Meyer Eventing is my Instagram, I think, and I'm, I'm going to go and I'm a bit like you, Max. We're a bit like us over 30s, not so technically savvy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. and, you'll fi- and you'll find me at Majestic Oaks, our lovely cross-country schooling facility, in about 10 minutes teaching a cross-country lesson. So, um, But anyway, for now, listeners, we'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Bye, everyone.